Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you guys along with us this week. This is your host, Alex. And it's Phil, too. Guys, another week of football down in the drain here. We got week four of fantasy football upcoming, right? Yeah. yeah we're up yep. in week four now. Um, we're three weeks into the season. I just got to ask you, Phil, who do you think is the biggest bust so far in fantasy football? Let's exclude injuries, just obviously to be fair here. So obviously, like, Nick Chubb's obviously not available. Cooper Cup doesn't count. We'll kick Jonathan Taylor out of there, too, because he's technically injured. Yeah, technically. Um, probably the biggest bust. Um, I will say, I'm thinking of one guy in specific who I'm fairly confident you are probably thinking of. Because you, I swear you dog on this guy every single week. And it's rightfully deserved, though. Um, oh, now, I'm, now I'm like thinking, like, who, who do you think I'm thinking of? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even, am I thinking of this person? Or are you thinking of this person? <laughs> Um, you go first. I don't know if this – well, I'll go with this guy, and you know, maybe this is who you were thinking of. He's currently the 234-ranked fantasy player. His average draft position was around the th- middle of the third round, end of the third round, early fourth. Najee Harris. Oh, yeah. He's 234th in fantasy. Just to give you a couple of names who are currently above him. Of t- so Najee Harris has scored 17.1 points through the first three weeks of the season. These are the players who have scored more points than him from there. And I'm not talking about, like, the big names. Braxton Berrios. Yikes. Dawson Knox. There's three kickers in a row. Riley Patterson, Cairo <laughs> Santos, Chad Ryland, Dalton Kincaid, Mac Hollins, Michael Gallup, the Miami Dolphins defense, the New England Patriots defense, I'm the sure, Houston Texans I'm defense. I'm sure H is on there. Yeah, th- he doesn't really count, though, because he had that one really big week. But, yes, he- he's up there. Anders Carlson, kicker for the Packers. Brees Hall, who's not had a great start. The Ravens defense. Will Lutz. The Jets defense. Dang. Rico Dowdle. Who? Uh, someone. Someone who showed up someday. Josh Kelly. Oh, boy, and he hasn't J- even looked that great. Chase McLaughlin, another kicker. Justin Tucker. Brandon McManus, another kicker. The Packers defense. Bryce Young, Nick Chubb, who's missed a week. Andy Dalton, who's only had one start. <laughs> Ooh, that's bad. Jalen Waddle, who obviously missed. Harrison Butker's up there. The Detroit Lions defense. The Kansas City Chiefs defense. Darren Waller. And then the highest scoring defense in fantasy, or second highest, sorry, the, the Niners defense. Cameron Dicker, Khalif Raymond. Guy who's missed two weeks, Austin Eckler. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Jones, who has also missed two weeks. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot. and Yeah, so, I mean, just I so have, many people. I do have one, though. Oh, and then one other guy, just who, who's 99 places above him. This is almost poetry. Jalen Warren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've said he's – I've said about Yeah. Um, I was going to say Kyle Pitts. He, he was <laughs> above him, too. He actually was above him. Not no, much. I'm saying Pitts is a bust. Oh. Yeah, so, Najee about- is 234. Kyle Pitts is going to put you at – I just saw his name. 213. Yeah, no, but Pitts is but still, yeah. where He's, he was drafted is... Yes. From the Miami defense up, have outscored Pitts. So the Miami Dolphins defense, New England Patriots defense, yeah. all those kicks. The Texans defense. Dang. Dang. Well, before we go full into it, I have some stupid jokes. Let's hear it. Because I haven't done that in a while. Let's hear it. Um, so the first two are pretty stupid. The last one's, not going to lie, I'm pretty... It's kind of dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, so the first one is how many apples grow on trees? I don't know. All of them. <laughs> That's so dumb. That's so dumb. Am I wrong? 
That's what I thought. Shut up. <laughs> and I was kind of just thinking the other day, it takes guts to be an organ donor. You don't say. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, last one. What do blind kids and orphans have in common? Hold up. I think I know this one. They don't see their parents? Neither one can see their parents. Okay, yeah. I, I, th- I thought I heard that one. <laughs> Yikes. But, no, yeah, those are just some stupid jokes that I just saw and haven't done in a while. So Nice. Anyways. But, no. Um, but moving on. Um, so, we did have already Thursday Night Football that happened. We did. Um, Shout out anyone who started David Montgomery. Which is, like, which maybe is the, 2% of anybody. If, that, if yeah. like, you absolutely had to. If for some reason, you had him. Or you just knew that Dan Campbell was going to screw over Jameer Gibbs again, which, in hindsight, actually shouldn't be that surprising. Yeah. Which... It's like it is, but it isn't, Mm -hmm. you know, because Jameer Gibbs is a better runner. He gets more average yards per carry. He's a lot faster. He looks more explosive. Exactly. Montgomery just, I mean, he rushed for 32 times for 140-something yards. Yeah. That's like not even four yards a carry. That's like 32. That's, or no, that's. It was like 3.8 or something like that. Yeah. That's, yikes. That's pretty bad. Yeah. It was rough. It was not great. But, I mean. What was that post we showed, we looked at? It was like Jameer Gibbs is like that Ferrari that your dad doesn't want to drive very often. He'll take it out like once a week or something like that, and because he's afraid it's going to get hurt. And yeah. then freaking David Montgomery is like a Ram pickup truck that you're just going <laughs> to run to death. <laughs> yep, yep, that's exactly how it is too. I mean, they're just waiting for Montgomery to get. Maybe they're trying to get him to like go down or something. Like mm-hmm. once you go down, then you can go in. Um. So yeah, I mean, only ones that were really kind of worth starting. I mean. Goff did okay. Okay. It was like, I think he had like 15 points. Yeah. Like Amon Ra finished with about 16 points. Always a solid start. I and mean, I think even Jordan Love had more because he had that rushing touchdown. Yeah, the, yeah he, he started getting his stuff up a little bit later in the game there. But holy crap, we want to talk about a letdown was Aaron Jones. Yeah, five carries and I think one target that ended up being called back for a holding anyways. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't. He was a letdown. More like- um, if any of you had high hopes for Luke Musgrave. Unfortunately, he had a concussion and got took out early. And then after he went out is when they started targeting the tight ends. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, Amonra obviously is always a must start. Always like, a must so, start. So I mean, he did he did good. Yeah. Like sixteen points, something like that. Um, but no, let's move on because we got an early morning game. We do have an early morning game here. I do just want to ask if you know who the top overall player in fantasy football is. It. I'll give you a hint. It's not the same player from last week. Last week it was Tyreek Hill. The top over over overall, over overall across all positions. What position is it? Wide receiver. Is it Jay Jettis? No, he's number four. Oh, um, I feel like I'm gonna be like, oh, duh, that makes sense. I don't want to say I'm surprised, but it's kind of cool seeing him up there. Oh, is it Puka? No, no. Puka's thirteenth overall. Mm. I don't know who is it. Keenan Allen. Oh, because he had a no, big forty-five no, point game. He is the number that's one. That's right, he did. Huh? He beats out Tyreek Hill by point six right now. Dang. Now, real quick on Jay Jettis, though. Remember how we were talking at the beginning of the season, kind of how you were debating whether you should take Jay Jettis or Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. So the one thing I kept saying about Jay Jettis is he's going to be as consistent as they come, and then obviously Jamar Chase is a lot more boomer bust. Yeah, and I mean he obviously had a couple bad weeks and then he had a really good week and i think it's only going to get better from there yeah jay jettis has honestly been the most consistent player through fantasy football he has week one 24 points week two 24.9 points week three 27.9 <laughs> points <laughs> like consistent pretty as much cons- the exact same thing and yeah. then you have someone like jamar chase i think he was like nine 
11, and then he had, like, 26. Yeah. <laughs> like, just out of nowhere. Just just when Burrow gets a little bit better, he's going to get more. I mean, this week mm-hmm. he should go off, but we'll get to that game. With yeah, that we'll bit. get that in a second. But starting off, it's a London game. Falcons and Jaguars, 7.30 a.m. game. couple of things to note on this one. This game, I swear, always happens in London. It's always the very first London game, Jaguars at Falcons. Um, obviously, the Jaguars, you know, had a really crappy week, I think, just all around last week for their entire team. Dude, defense the Texans to offense. just showed up. They and... just beat them up. But I'm going to go ahead and say and just play all your Jags players again. ETN, Calvin Ridley, Christian Clark, Kirk, or Kirk is not a terrible flex play. Trevor Lawrence as well. That Falcons defense isn't great. And I think, especially with the most of the Jags roster, you know, haven't played in London previously, and because they yeah. play there every single year, yeah, I think they're going to have the advantage in the sense that you know they're kind of used to that already. And the Falcons, this is going to be most of their players' first time doing this, right? Um, not to mention, I think this is going to be kind of a like a the the Jaguars need to have a good offensive game here because Jaguars should take this, yeah. but like I mean, it's and and their two losses they've struggled against the Chiefs. Which, that one's a little bit more understandable. Their defense has actually been pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was against the Texans, which the Texans just kind of came out of nowhere. And but their coach is very, very, very defensive-minded. Yeah. So, um, But, no, on the Falcons, Bijan. you got to start Bijan. Like, yeah, with just how, cannot. Yeah, Bijan. Everybody else, though. This is a bit, it's a bit sketchy. It, because this is clearly a run-first offense. Oh, yeah. You know, if you need to, maybe if you're lacking a flex, maybe you can consider Algier. But honestly, outside of Bijan, not a ton of people get a lot of work. Um, Drake London, we won. I, know, had I wish zero we could points. be like Kyle Pitts. I'm like, mm, don't play him. It, don't play and Pitts the issue is, it's not Kyle Pitts' fault either. No, it's not. Like, you watch him on the field, he's wide open, I swear, on every single route. Ritter just don't want to throw it I've to him. I've seen lots of great routes run by him, and they just don't look they, his way. Don't look his way, it, don't throw it his way. Which makes you wonder coaching, too, because you'd think he would look there if he was kind of like, I don't know. That, right. just, that seems almost like coaching, right. in my opinion. But you but. used a higher draft pick on Pitts than you did on Drake London, like, and he's your wide receiver one. Yeah. So. No, but, any, yeah, it's going to be kind of a crapshoot for everyone, unless it's Bijan. And even then, mm-hmm. it might not be great. I don't even know for sure. Like, he should have a decent game. Oh, yeah, he's for good sure. And gets a lot of catches, but I don't know. Other than that, it's kind of like, <laughs> But um, moving on, because um, that's about it. Because either defense, I wouldn't necessarily even feel that comfortable. I started the Jags last defense last week, and they got minus four. So, we're not doing that again. Yeah, yeah that was um, Bills and Dolphins. I mean, everybody. <laughs> Bills and Dolphins, you're going to – um, I would say everybody. This might be one of the – like a shootout. When I, when you say everybody, I, I, I do want to clarify, probably not Devon A-Chain if I'm being honest. Raheem Mostert, I would say yes. Not A-Chain. Yeah, that's right. A-Chain has um, kind of got weird. That game was just such an anomaly. That was such an anomaly. I doubt he'll get anywhere near the same workload because I don't expect it to be that big of a blowout. No, but like but Mostert, Waddle, Tyree Kill, obviously Tua, those guys you want to start. I almost, I probably would start Gabe Davis this game too. You think so? Mm-hmm. I probably would, but you know that means he's probably going to get like two points because if, whenever I do have my nice stardom, he struggles. So yeah. I don't know. Don't listen yeah, to me like, about Gabe I, Davis. I like starting obviously Stephon Diggs, James Cook, Josh Allen. This should be a game where Gabe Davis has a lot of should have a solid. It yeah. should be. Um, but yeah, pretty much everybody just don't start either defense. <laughs> no, 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 no. Neither defense I think is going to be great this game. No, the, this will be a different test for the Dolphins though because they haven't really faced a great defense yet, really, or mm-hmm. offense, really. Yeah. Um. So this will be definitely a good one. Um. 
<sighs> Moving on to the Vikings and the Panthers. The so there's only two. <laughs> I would say there's only two players in this. There's two or no three. I'm gonna say three players. You start regardless. There's one Are they who all I think on the Broncos. You mean Vikings? Or, oh yeah, I'm looking. Well, I'm looking. Yeah. Two games down. No, um, all three are on the Vikings, and then there's one who I think is actually a really good flex play, and honestly, I, he might be a priority flex play, um, and I'll explain here in a sec. So the Vikings, the three should be pretty obvious: Kirk Cousins, T.J. Hawkinson, Jay Jettis. Like, if you have any of those three, just start him. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, I think, is QB one through the first three weeks. Jay Jettis is like wide receiver two or three, and then T.J. Hawkinson is tight end one. Like, you just cannot not start those guys. So start all three of those guys, and then. No, actually, I don't trust the Vikings defense. Never mind. I was going to say maybe then, but no, never mind. But on the Panthers, the one player who I would consider playing, because he's actually been a big target for both quarterbacks, is Adam Thielen. As of this last week, Adam Thielen, I want to say, was wide receiver nine, actually. No, yeah, he's been he's been targeted a lot, yeah. I mean, which makes sense. He's like by far the best receiver on that team right now. Yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, no, he would probably be a good play, too, because both defenses are not that great. I'd almost say the Panthers defense Yeah, so Adam better. Thielen is number nine right now. He's ahead of players like Pittman. Amon-Ra, Olave, Devontae Smith, CeeDee Lamb. It's because he's just targeted a lot. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. But, yeah, yeah. you're not right. Like he, and, and fantasy football, it's all about volume. Yep. So Especially I, in a PPR league for sure. Oh, 100%. Um, and, yeah, I wouldn't start the Vikings defense because I think somehow, some way – They'll screw it up. They'll, they'll find a way to be scored on because the Vikings are 0-3, which, which is so weird because they have one of the most high-powered offenses in the league, honestly, in uh, my yeah. opinion. Between – you know, Addison and Madison, they're not terrible. I mean, obviously, Jay Jettis is there. Hawkinson is a great tight end. Mm-hmm. like, And Kirk Cousins has been playing great. It's that defense that's just really bad. It's, it's been a rough defense for sure. So don't, they need to stay undrafted. <laughs> un, un, they need to stay on that waiver wire. Um, I mean, maybe Miles Sanders could be a decent play if you need one. If you need if you, That's true. He actually, I think he leads the team in targets. Like, Sanders could be a good play here. Um. Because it's not a great defense. His, the issue with his efficiency is its efficiency. Like, he's not a great, or at least catching. Running, he's actually solid. But The reasoning, I'd be just a little hesitant because I could see the Vikings. The Vikings should win this by if they just come out and just just take a bunch of shots. Yeah. Because then they're going to have to throw it, and then that would make me not really feel great about starting Sanders mm-hmm. if they're, like, trying to play catch-up. Um, but then that also means either way, you you got to almost start dealing if you got him. Mm-hmm. But, um... But no, so if you have Sanders and you're kind of struggling, I don't, I don't. I think he's like somewhat of a safe play, but it is like you kind of. I mean, you've got him for a reason. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you, he wasn't necessarily like a low draft pick, so it's interesting there. Um, but Sanders, I don't think would be too bad at all. Um, he's just not gonna. I don't think he's gonna score a ton, but I think he'll get double digits probably. Oh yeah, one hundred and ten percent. But, yeah, no, and now let's move on to the trash game of the week. <laughs> Denver and the Bears. I'm just going to say this right now. Don't start either defense because I don't trust either of them. It's just even 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 the Broncos going up against that old line, I, I just find a way. I, I think they'll find a way to let Justin Fields run all over them. So, I don't know. There's only two players I would consider playing, and they're both on the Broncos, and that's Wilson and Javante. Yeah, so Wilson, I think, is like QB 3 or 4 right now, actually. He's Wilson's doing really good. Wilson's playing really great. It, he is not the reason the Broncos are no. bad. Like for like bad. Not like last year. He's 9, actually, but still, that's really good. No, yeah, so yeah, Wilson is definitely a play against this Bears defense. Um, I would like to say pick up the Broncos defense, but no. after they just got destroyed, Miles going to be 
it's no no i i stay away javante i think is a solid flex play this way um this week as well i want to say start jerry judy but my issue with this is that russell wilson while it is his favorite receiver he does like marvin mims a lot too um and then he's also been targeting his tight ends a lot as well yeah, but the issue there's not really a tight end one because it's been no split it's between very very Troutman very and, split yeah. yeah um but no I, the only players i'd feel comfortable really starting is i mean javante or wilson yeah i mean maybe wouldn't be a bad flex play to play judy or even sutton against this against this, this defense, defense yeah it, this would probably be like if you have these players play them because if you have them you might not have much better if you have broncos players you're playing with the hope that the broncos are so pissed off from last week that they're going to run up the score on the worst team in the nfl just to kind of get back at it and make them feel slightly better to me this almost kind of feels like the same energy of when um what was it when Oh my gosh! What was it? Portland State that like? Oh yeah, they got wrecked by Oregon. They got wrecked, and then they put like an the name wrecked like yeah. the other team by like ninety one. Yeah. So I mean, this this kind of has given off that same energy. I'd hope it'd be like this because that's how it should be. That's mm-hmm. how this should be. The Broncos Shoot, should be expecting <laughs> this. This literally should be a week. It's either Javante or T Higgins this week for me. Mm, yeah, that I would play T Higgins. I, I see. I have T Higgins starting right now. That means I would probably have to bench Josh Jacobs if I wanted to start Javante. Jacobs plays against the Chargers this week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because the, the upside is definitely there for Javante. Or I could bench Michael Pittman Jr., put T. Higgins in my wide receiver two, and then start Javante. I don't know. That's tough. That is tough. tough. I'll figure it out sometime. Um, but, yeah, so like I said, only two players I'd really feel comfortable starting is uh, Russell Wilson or Javante because everyone else is like, eh. It'd be, if you're feeling a little bit risky, I would definitely throw maybe Sutton or uh, Judy in the flex because mm-hmm. they probably should have a good game. But, like, it's the Broncos. Oh, yeah. The only two consistent players right now are Javante and Wilson. 110%. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, now moving on to a game that should be kind of interesting um, because – the Browns and the Ravens. Deshaun Watson is questionable. He, he is questionable. He hasn't thrown for like two and a half, two days or something like that. It, like, it's very. It's there's a very good chance that Deshaun Watson doesn't play. So seven hours ago, this is seven hours ago from Deshaun Watson himself. He's expected to play. He's expected. Okay. But if but again, if it's a shoulder injury, it could be his. I don't know if it's his throwing arm or not. That could be something to monitor, and he has not been great this year. Is healthy either either way. Um, I would say Jerome Ford is still a solid flex play. I mean, the way that he's been looking in place of Nick Chubb, that's not someone I'm upset starting. If you're going to start either Browns wide receiver, it's got to be Cooper. Probably Cooper. Yeah, I mean, that's like that's not even a, that should be just Cooper mm-hmm. right then and there. Um, <clears throat> the Ravens, outside of Lamar Jackson, do we feel comfortable starting any of the running backs? No. no. Do we feel starting any of the wide receivers? The only one I can think of is possibly Zay Jones because Bateman Zay Flowers, is, yeah, or that's why. Yeah, he he should actually have a decent game because he's going to be like the only receiver out there besides Mark Andrews. Yeah, so he should have a good game. Only issue is the Browns' defense is not hurt and they are very good. Yeah, um, it's. Very interesting. This game would be very interesting because the Ravens have a lot of hurt players. Uh, Jerome Ford, the only reason I'd be a little bit uh, sketched to start him is that defense. The run defense is really good on the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. The most comfortable players I think I would start for sure are Amari Cooper or Lamar or Mike Andrews. Mm-hmm. Even Lamar, like I have Lamar, I'm like I don't know if I play him or Purdy this week. Like that'll be something I'm yeah, thinking see, about. Yeah, Purdy's got right the matchup, until... but Lamar's got the potential. Yeah, 
So, but yeah, um, Zay Flowers should be a good play though. I just have so many players. I don't know who to put in my flex. <laughs> so I'm like just trying to pick the. Whatever. You got to pick the right guy because um, your team's not winning. I know. But remember, I have everyone right where I want them. That's what you said last week before last week. I didn't say I was going to start winning yet. I just said I had everyone right where I want them. Just that you don't know how long that means. You're not wrong. You are not <laughs> wrong. As of right now, Phil, you but currently. My, my team was actually really good this last week. Just Colton went off. You currently have a le- an 11% chance of making the playoffs. Best chance I've had so far. <laughs> and I don't want to brag, but I am the only undefeated team left in the league. Yeah, the fact is that I would have beaten you any other week that we would have gone against if not for week one. What can it's, I say? It's, it's luck. A lot of it is, is luck. Is it luck or is it the no. Lord blessing you with an opportunity to wear Carson Wentz's name on thy back? That is not a blessing. That's a curse. Not according to him because he made it happen. <laughs> he convinced you to start Isaiah likely. No, it's a punishment. You can be punished too by God. doesn't mean you're always blessed. <laughs> You're not wrong, but he did make you start Isaiah Likely and not make that's, you. But that's what I'm saying. It's not always a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse or just punishment. So, mm-hmm. but no. Now let's move on to the Texans and the Steelers. Texans and the Steelers. So this one's interesting. We talked about this one a little bit on the last podcast, uh, last episode. That I think the Steelers are on upset alert this week, mainly because that, that text. I mean, they're on the road at Houston. That Texas defense looked really good against the Jags, which has been a slightly better offense than the Steelers. And that often C.J. Stroud has thrown for like 300 yards. So the reason why I think the Texans are probably going to win this is because um, I think the Steelers' defense is better, but they're going to be on the field, I think, a lot more. You're right, but remember, we were talking about this. The entire Houston Texans starting defense or offensive line is out. It's All true. of them are out. And they're going up against T.J. Watt. Ogunjobi's pretty good, too. I will say this. The only reason I'm picking the Steelers to win is because you just cannot play – Joe, Joe Burrow is one thing because he was used to it at that point. Yeah. And he tore his ACL the first season of having to deal with it. CJ Stroud is still in that. Now, CJ Stroud is a more mobile quarterback, don't get me wrong. But I think he's I don't think he's personally going to have a great day fantasy wise. No. I would still start someone like Nico Collins, though. I don't actually feel- Tank Dell might be a better option. Tank Dell has actually kind of emerged in as that wide receiver one. And he is I think he's looking to have a good game. Um, but Nico Collins I don't think would be bad, but I think I would start Tank Dell over him right now. You're, you, know, you know what? You're wrong. Or, no, sorry, you're right. Tank Dell is currently wide receiver 13 actually right now, but Nico Collins is wide receiver 19. Yeah. So they're both no, up like, there. Yeah, that's what, yeah, what I was saying. Like Nico Collins isn't bad, but I, mm-hmm. if I had Tank Dell, I'd put him in. But, um, but no, I think TJ Watt is either going to have – what I think I see happening is TJ Watt's going to like start off really great. Like their defense is going to start off super good, but I think the Texans' offense is better. I mean, yeah. Um, I'm not confident. Deontay's out. Pickens is there, but he's like the really the main option. Fryermuth is still there, but like Kenny Pickett is just not it. He's, he's not it right now. Yeah, Pickens right now is wide receiver 27. Not great, but not terrible. No. Um, right now I would start probably. Yeah, Tank Dell or Nico Collins, I think, for both of those. I'm I'm still out on Damian Pierce just because he had an okay, he had an okay week. He had a touchdown and he got like 14 points, which wasn't bad. But like against this defense, I wouldn't be I'm very hesitant. Like yeah. I would definitely. He's not necessarily the worst thing if you have to have a, a if you need to start him. It's not terrible, but I would definitely search other options mm-hmm. first. Um, like I haven't, but I'm not playing him this week. For, like 
But I might be starting him other weeks, though, because they started to use him a lot more. That offense is starting to kind of come together a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but not against this defensive line. Not this week. Right. Yeah. Um, the Steelers, I don't know if I start anybody really comfortably. Comfortably? Even only Najee, be- I think I'm not really that comfortable no. with. The only player on the Steelers I'm comfortable starting, and it's just because the position is so weak, is Pat Firemuth. Like, who else are you going to start? Yeah, if you have him, yeah, he's actually probably one of the better tight ends for fantasy-wise. Him and literally George Pickens are going to be the main targets. And yeah, Firemuth think- is tight end seven. He scored 16 points through the first three weeks. Yeah. Tight end position is really struggling right now. All right, hold on. That was non-PPR. Um, he is now tight end 12, Yeah, which is 21, but still. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty weak position right yeah. now. So can't really be too upset about that. Outside of that, right now, that's the only guy. If you don't have a better option, I w- I'm okay starting Pickens just because I think he's talented enough to be able to get you around 15. He, he has that boomer bust potential for sure. And I think he has a higher chance of booming this week than busting. Because even though, yes, Houston played very well at the end of the day, I do. I do strongly still believe that you know it's it's a young it's a young defense, and they're prone to make mistakes. And George Pickens is well equipped to take care of those mistakes. Look what he did against the Raiders. It took one catch, and he went seventy. True, but I think the Texans' defense is a little bit better, with especially with that coach. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, D'Amico Ryan is he's, he's way better great, coach already. Coach, I yeah. think than <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, um, moving on. Uh, the Colts and the Rams. Colts and the Rams. So obviously you got to start someone like Puka. Kyron Williams is also a start. Matt Stafford is actually Tutu Atwell might be a good start too. If yeah, you picked I'll, him up, I wouldn't really necessarily be afraid to start him in my flex. Just I want to see how curious. I just I'm curious to see where you think Tutu ranks right now in a PPR league. What wide receiver overall do you think? Just give me like a top five, ten, fifteen, twenty. 25. I'd say probably top twenty. He is. He's actually top. 14. He's number 14. Yeah. yeah he's been doing yeah. really, really well. He's ahead of Mike Williams, Devontae Smith, CD, DK. A lot of the top receivers first have like struggled these first yeah. few weeks. Except like, for like except top, for, top ones like, like Tyreek and Jay Dennis. Yeah, those and two. And Devontae. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, for the Colts, Zach Moss, you got to start. Zach Moss, You've Michael got, Pittman Jr. I'm okay with both of those. Even. Even Richardson, he's playing. He is back. You yeah, start him. See, I have Zach Moss and Michael Pittman on my roster. I would start him. So I'm starting Michael Pittman. Here's the thing, I'm not starting Zach Moss over Christian McCaffrey. Regardless, oh, yeah, no. yeah, I have him. That's yeah. Do I start have... him over Josh Jacobs though? Because Jacobs again is going up against the Chargers. Mm, I kind of think I would. But I'm also thinking about starting Javante against the Bears. I don't know. Zach Moss just kind of seems the better back out of those three right now. Mm-hmm. And so I, right and now, the Rams have they have Aaron Donald, but like so current right now, the Rams are eleventh against the run. The Chargers are twenty first against the run, and the Bears are thirty first against the run. Yeah, but also talent wise, though Zach Moss has been outperforming all of those other running backs too. You're right. You're right. But at the end of the day, my, uh, part of the issue was like last week and half of week or. Um, week three and half a week two, he was playing with Gardner Minshew. Anthony Richardson's going to be taking carries from him. That's my that's only true. concern with Zach Moss. That's true. So that's why I'm leaning more towards Josh Jacobs or Javante because Zach Moss, he had really good weeks while Anthony Richardson was out, and rightfully so. He's great receiving, you know too. Actually, you might want to start Jacobs because Jimmy G might be out. That's true, too. So 
He's in concussion protocol right I now. I think Zach Moss is still a solid flex play, but just because I think Richardson's going to take too much when running you have options like that, it makes it difficult. Yeah. But if you don't have that, like those kind of options, Zach Moss should be an easy start. I'm just saying, not everybody, you know, fleeces somebody in the middle the, or the start of the season. Yeah. So you know, potato, potato. Yeah, someone really got fleeced. Um, but honestly, defense wise, I would. All... <laughs> Mm, I'd be hard either way. Yeah, I can't start out because I think Puka's going to shred that zone defense because the Colts do play the highest zone defense in the NFL. Yeah, and Matt Stafford is really good at picking apart the zone. Yeah. So, like, as old as he is, he's still pretty decent. He's shown. So. And against that running quarterback thing, I don't think the Rams are going to be well prepared against that at all. And I still think that, you know, Anthony Richardson's just going to be running all over them. Not to mention, I think that Colts offense is dynamic enough just to be able to get whatever the they Colts want. The Colts are low-key pretty good. They're very good. I think they're first in the South right now. So, I mean, I'm not starting either defense, but, you know, you're Kyan Williams, you're Puka, Tyler Higby if you need to as well because, again, tight end is such a weak position. And then on the Colts side, obviously you're starting Zach Moss if you can, Michael Pittman Jr., Anthony Richardson's a start. Those are probably the only three I'd pick from that oh, side as sure. well. for sure. For sure. Um, now, moving on to the Bucks and the Saints. Kamara's back. Kamara is back, and not too soon either because I think Tony Jones is RB1 right now because Jamal Williams is out on IR. I got rid of him. I, I would start Kamara. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially if you're weak on running back death, but even a solid flex play if you're a little unsure of that as well. Kamara's a good start. Because remember, Kamara was not hurt. Mm-hmm. He was suspended. That's true. So he's not going to be limited. Chris I, would start, I would start Kamara, like, yeah. for sure. Chris Olave is going to be in as well. And here's the thing about Kamara that we need to remember. I I think Jameis Winston's starting this week. And he's already got that rapport with Winston. Now, don't get me wrong. Winston loves throwing the ball down the field. It's a 50-50 whether it gets picked off or not. But he was either straight up, I'm going to dump it to Kamara, or I'm going to chuck it down the field. There's no in-between with Jameis Winston. Yeah. So Kamara's going to get, I think, a lot of targets between probably – Seven to eight targets, I think, just because Winston's going to be like, all right, I have to check down now or whatever. Yeah, no, I I think Kamara's going to have a great week. Yeah. Um, if he was like coming off an injury, I'd be a mm-hmm. little bit nervous about it. But no, he's he wasn't hurt. He was suspended. He's going to be just fine. And if you have Michael Thomas, actually, I would not be upset if you wanted to start him this week because he's also got that report with Winston. Like Winston loved throwing to him at the beginning of last season when he was healthy. Michael Thomas has been relatively healthy this year. Like. Yeah. The first week, I think he had, like, 30. The second week, he had, like, 20 points, and then he got hurt, and then no one heard from him again. No. But um, even if it's just one game of good Michael Thomas because Winston's throwing him the ball, I'm not upset if someone wants to start Michael Thomas in the flex. I don't even think flex. anyone has him in our league. I do. Are you picked him up? I, I don't trust. I tried. I actually said to Colton, I was like, because, you know, he Mike Williams yeah. and Mike Williams, and he went down. I'm like, Michael Thomas might be a good pickup. Which it looks like he probably will be. Um, I think so. Too. Like, I, and Tampa Bay's twenty third against the pass right now, so yeah. they're bottom ten against the pass. And if there's one, and here's another thing too: is this a revenge game? Winston against the Bucks. He's going to be slinging it. I don't know if I would say a revenge game because he hasn't been on the Bucks for a while. It's only been two years. Yeah, but I, I don't know if it's and really a revenge. The game. only reason I would look at it as a revenge game is because they didn't offer him a contract extension. Yeah, but just like you said, it's been two years. He's played them since. 
You're not wrong. I mean, and I he also got into it when, um, what's it called? Winston also got into it the last time Evans and Marshawn Lattimore got into it. So, Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, that's because Brady, <laughs> Lattimore said something to Brady. Yeah. And Evans just took that excuse to freaking rail exactly Lattimore because he can't beat Lattimore. <laughs> Which reminds me, while we're on the topic, don't yeah. start Mike Evans. Mike just Evans don't. is a very hard start because he just, Lattimore has had his number. The talent is there. Don't get me wrong. But if history has taught us, you know what? I want to say this is a game where Mike Evans actually beats Lattimore this time, but it's kind of like a BYU-Utah thing. It happens every once in a while, but not very often, and you never know when it's going to happen. All right, here we go. Let's pull, let's see if I can pull up these stats for him specifically against only. I know it's not great. It's not great. Here we go. Head-to-head stats, Mike Evans against Lattimore. Let's see if I can find these here. Because, yeah, Mike Evans has not been able to really shake – Lattimore mm-hmm. and Lattimore I think has enjoyed it <laughs> like Lattimore is just not afraid of him yeah just sometimes some person has your number for some reason no rhyme or reason if like Evans honestly is a great receiver this year he's been healthy he's been going off but all right you ready for this I'm ready for it Lattimore has the second lowest completion percentage allowed when he is the primary defender on Mike Evans he's only allowing a 48 percent completion percentage that's 14 of 29 only Razul Douglas has a lower completion percentage on Mike Evans. Yeah. Okay. Since his rookie season, Evans has averaged just 50 yards per game against the Saints. That puts the Saints in bottom five against the teams he's faced in his career. rough. He averages 3.24 catches in games against the Saints, which is 28th out of all the teams he's faced. Against Lattimore. The last time they played, they missed. Marshawn Lattimore was out. But last year, he again, Evan, or not last year, over the last three years, I think it was, Evans has caught 14 to 29 of his targets. Okay? Against all other defenders, he's catching balls at 60%. Yeah, no, Lattimore definitely has Mike Evans' number. He just has, has his years. number. Like, I don't get it. it at the end of the day, if, I, it just, he's in his head. You're right. He's in his head. The only reason why you start him is if you just kind of don't have a really better option. Mm hmm. Um, and I wish you good luck <laughs> if that's your case. Because right. if you can afford it, I would definitely think of putting someone else in. One hundred percent. Um, Chris Godwin though should be good. Rashad White is going to be a little bit tough. Um, because the Saints' defense is pretty good. It is very good, and Rashad White has not looked like a good RB one this year. Uh, this week though, I think Godwin might have a good week. Godwin could. Oh yeah, because <laughs> Marshawn's going to be all over Mike Evans. So look at yeah. Godwin. Maybe even Kate Alton, the tight end, if you're looking to spice things up with your tight end position, because yeah. Baker needs to throw to someone, and ain't going to be Mike Evans. But that's why I'm saying I think Godwin is going to be a good start this week. Um, but moving on now to a conference game, actually a divisional game. Um, the Commanders and the Eagles. I mean, I'm you start Eagles players. I was going to say, I'm confident starting every starting position on the Eagles. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. You start all of them. If you have yeah. all five of them, you start all five of them. The Commanders. The Commanders. Brian Robinson, I'm not upset if you want to start him. He's actually this been week, very good. This week, I wouldn't. I don't know. I'm actually. No, oh, this week, no. Not against that defensive line? No. I don't think their defense has been that great, though, if I'm Their defensive honest. line has, though. Their defense in general and, and as pass his secondary. Rushers, yes. his second, the secondary has not been that great. But going against mm-hmm. Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, 
It's a very good it's, defensive line. Don't get me not, wrong. I would be very if the, I if you can afford it, look another way. The only reason I would say yes to starting him is because Brian Robinson, I think, is averaging. I got to look it up to confirm, but I think he's averaging almost seven targets this year per game. And that's that's not running. That's just pass. Oh no, yeah, right it there. just this would be a, this would be the toughest week to start him. It's a very tough week to start him. I one hundred percent agree. But I mean, I would be very. Can hesitant. he do worse than against the Bills last week? He only had seven points against the Bills last week. He might against this team. He might. I feel like they're going to be attacking Sam Howell. They're going to need Ryan Robinson to get something. Now, don't get me wrong. I think. Well, I think that I think the Commanders are going to be down by a lot. I think this game is going to get out of hand quick. A lot of lot of underneath passes to Brian Robinson. That's all you need to do. Underneath passes to him. Underneath passes are not going to get you down the field though, and you're going to need. I just but that's don't. what Howell's going to do. <sighs> I don't know. I just. You know if what? If you this, can afford it, I would just not do it. If I you think have this, to, it shouldn't be terrible, but it would be very, very difficult. This to is going to be our first agree to disagree this week. Yeah, I would not start Robinson. I would start Brian Robinson. Now, I think last week, you and I both were right and wrong about one. because, Or no, it was two weeks ago. We didn't do it last week. Because two weeks ago, you said start Puka against the Niners. I said don't start Puka. He puts up 30. Then you said start Damian Pierce, and I said don't start Damian Pierce, and he put up like seven. Yeah. So we were right and wrong about one apiece. This mm-hmm. is one where we're going to – this is, again, this week. Ryan Robinson, Jr., I say start him. Phil says don't start you him. No, I'm going to keep track of this, actually. We are um, one and one against each other right now. I'm going to keep track of this. Uh, so That was week two. I'm going to I'm gonna just have a little thing here. It's right. Agree to disagree. I like that. And then Brian Robinson – because I think it's just this is I don't know. anyways, um, I do I do like that though. That way we can put our fun knowledge up against each other and see who's right and wrong. And then there's going to be those anomaly games like your A chain and Raheem Mostert's combining for fifty points, but or hundred points. That's I know not. they literally put hundred points up together. Basically. Right? They could have they could have outscored both of us in week one. Yeah, <laughs> just the two of them. Yeah, Mostert scored half my points. Right, <laughs> but. But you know what's even crazy? I actually had a good week last week, and I had Mostert on my bench. Yeah. Even if I had started him, you I wouldn't have, have won. Yeah. I just had one of those weeks where I went up against someone who put up 160 points. Yeah, that was not a good week. That was just – I would have beaten everyone except for three other players. And every, it's because those other two players scored 158 and 159. It was just really bad. I literally, literally would have beaten seven out of ten people. You're not wrong. You're not so wrong. It's, I did not have a bad week, and I think my team is actually going to get better throughout the year because it's not like I drafted crap players. It's just crap teams that, like, they just have had a crappy start. But that's actually the Bengals' history. I looked at that. They actually – Joe Burrow is awful <laughs> to start off the year. Yeah. Fantasy-wise. I think he's, like, averages, like, 10 points or something in the first three weeks so far, like, as a starter. So it's pretty bad. Um but anyways, so right now the score is one to one. By the way, okay, of what we're keeping track, right? Um, okay, now moving on. Speaking of the Bengals, Bengals at Tennessee. I'm confident. All Bengals players. The only one maybe I'm not confident on is the tight end Irv Smith, just oh, because he's not even out. I think he's out. Oh well, then I, I don't mean, even <laughs> don't start him. <laughs> oh yeah, he's ruled out. Yeah, but T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow. When I say all starters, I literally am not going to mean the tight end position because that is unless it's like a. Unless it's like Andrews, Kittle, Kelsey. Hawkinson, Kelsey, like those four. Or Laporta now. Laporta, oh man. Yeah, yeah Laporta's been a steal. He went undrafted in most leagues. Yeah. Um, just just a fun fact here, actually. So Laporta's the number two overall tight end right now. Yeah. Hawkinson's the only one above him. Kittle now, had a good game last week. Kittle too. did have a good. He's not top five, though, actually. 
But he might get there this week because he's going mm-hmm. against the Cardinals. That's true. <laughs> so it's it's those good mm-hmm. teams that have really good players that just are kind of like almost warming up. Yeah. Um. But anyways, so yeah, you start Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Higgins, Joe Mixon, Joe, Joe Burrow. You, you, I like you, all those. You just don't. The Titans were getting so much hype. Well, they're the best run team. They're one and two. They won one game. And it was a rough game to win. It was a very rough game to win. The Titans are not. They went to OT to beat the Chargers. They're not good. Titans are not good. Their defense is so overrated. I can't stand it. Derrick Henry looks like crap right now. Like, straight up looks like crap. Derrick Henry does not look good. That Bengals defense is so underrated because of how bad their first two losses were. Oh, my gosh, dude. The Titans, I don't feel comfortable really starting. If you have Derrick Henry, you almost, like, have to start him. Because he was probably your first-round pick. He was probably first, if not very early second round, Mm -hmm. if that. Currently, right now, Derrick Henry sits at RB21. These are the Yikes. running backs ahead of him. Yikes. Rashad White. Yeah. Alexander Madison. Yikes. Obviously, Zach Moss we have on there, Jerome Ford, and then we're getting into like the top 10s and one. Devon A. Chain, but he doesn't really count because he had that one week anomaly. Yeah. But like the ones who are consistently Mostert, outproducing him Brian Robinson, Mostert. Dude, Mostert has been a huge surprise, by the way. He's RB1 right now. Ahead of McCaffrey, but and I, would, I haven't even played him yet. But I'm still taking McCaffrey. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. McCaffrey's way better. Kind of a surprise to me as well, too. Kenneth Walker's RB three. He's been playing great. Kyron Williams is RB five. Kyron Williams is mm-hmm. gonna is gonna be I think he'll stay a top yeah. ten throughout the year because he's yeah. like the main guy now that Cam Akers is just gone. Yeah, the only two in the top ten or top five I'm not surprised by are C Mac, who he's just like Jay Jettis. He's about as consistent as they get. Week one. As long as he's playing and he's healthy, I think he's actually the top most consistent. I think he's the best fantasy football player. By efficiency or whatever. By efficiency ever. Like yeah. since he's been in the league. Yeah. Um, he scored twenty at le- twenty two points at least every single week so far. Only RB think, to do that. I literally think he's the. Only, I think that's his actual like average. Like almost every game, that's what he gets. Like I, I he he is when he's not hurt, he literally puts up all that <laughs> every time. Um, I don't know. Is there even any Titans players you feel comfortable starting besides Derrick Henry? And even Derrick Henry, I don't feel comfortable starting. Uh, no, uh, wide receivers, no, just because of the person who's throwing him the ball. That's literally it. Yeah, and they're not like it doesn't look like. So for really his career, Christian McCaffrey's averaging seventeen point five fantasy points in a non PPR league. In a PPR league, Gosh. he is averaging. That's got to be the highest. Twenty three. That I think that's got to be the highest. In a PPR, he is averaging twenty three points. Per game. Didn't I literally say that? Like, that was his average? Yeah, I think you said 20. Yeah, I said 22. You're like, that sounds like his average. You're not wrong. He yeah. is averaging 23 points a game in a PPR league. Yeah, when he is healthy, he is the best fantasy football player. He is 100% the best fantasy football player, and it's not even close. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess that one's pretty simple, though. Nobody on the Titans. Everybody on the Bengals. It just <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it, is it time to panic on Derrick Henry yet? I'd give it one more week. I think so too. Although not a great defense to be, give it one I more. I would be looking to trade him right now, seeing if you can sell high on him. Let's look at the just. Let's look at the future here for the for the, for the Titans real quick. Here are their next three games. At the Bengals this Sunday, host or their or sorry they host the Bengals this Sunday. They're at the Colts. Then they're hosting the Ravens in London. Hmm. I don't know how he'll do against the Bengals. I think that Colts game is going to be the real, like, 
is this is he for real or not still? But by then, you know, they could easily be one in five and he could be traded. Yeah. Which I'm going to advocate for this. The Bills either need to trade for Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry. And I think if you put Derrick Henry on that team, I think that's good good night. Like he's going to run over everybody. You're either gonna have to try to tackle Henry or Josh Allen. And one of them's gonna bulldoze you and the other one's gonna either bulldoze you or jump over you and Derrick yeah. Henry needs just to get out of there. He needs to get out of Honestly, there. Honestly, there's not many places that would be a worse spot for him right now. Exactly. Like, the Titans is kind of like the – I don't feel comfortable starting any receiver there. Not even kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Everybody on the Bengals, I – and that's the thing. Even Derrick Henry, I'm like, like – But, again, I he's your first-round like pick, so you kind of have to start like, him. And then they're going against a great defense. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. So – Honestly, if I have Derrick Henry, I'm almost looking to trade him rather than looking. To oh, one hundred percent. Like it's, right now, before it gets really bad. And honestly, if you're paying attention, it's really bad. But if you're not paying attention, really, like we do, I would definitely just try and sell high on him. Hypothetical trade here, because I think this is going to get proposed in a lot of fantasy leagues. What if someone who's been sitting on Jonathan Taylor offers you Jonathan Taylor for Derrick Henry straight up? Do we do it? Uh. I, I if I had Jonathan Taylor, I don't think I would. You don't think so? No, I would need something else too, because Jonathan Taylor, sure he, there was a lot of reports that he wasn't even really hurt when they put him on that unable to perform list. That's true. Um, and Jonathan Taylor is a great running back. He is actually, I think, right up there with McCaffrey in efficiency when he's healthy. That's true. Um. I would, I would definitely not. I would, I would not do that yet because that could be a huge. Just that's getting fleeced. If mm, Taylor stays okay. healthy, that is getting fleeced big time. Um, but Jonathan Taylor, um, it's that is kind of hard. But if you're making that trade, I don't know. I would need, I would need another player to go along with it because that's just that you are getting fleeced if that's just a one, one on one trade. That's fair. So. But yeah, but you know, because then it also raises the question: Well, is he going to stay healthy? Well, I don't even think he's really hurt. So, so just to validate more of what you were saying, outside of Devon Achain, because he does not count, but based on his career right now, he is the highest PPR for a running back in his history because he's played two games and has twenty six points over that because <laughs> of his fifty one. We take him out because he's only played two games. McCaffrey is the number one running back right now in a PPR yeah. league at twenty three. At a distant second place, by three points almost, is Ladanian Tomlinson. Dang. At 20.3. And those are the only two over 20. Because the next closest is Marshall Falk. Oh, my gosh. And then it's Kamara, who has 19.8. Then some guy named Billy Sims, Joe Dudick, and then Arian Foster. Oh, my gosh. Dominic Williams, Terrell Davis. Barry Sanders. I almost thought you said Dominique Wilkins. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, hold up. Wait a minute. How is what? He, I didn't know he played football too. And then just to round out the list, Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Walter Payton, Priest Holmes, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Zeke, and, Rick, and Ricky Waters. Yeah. No, McCaffrey's like by Mc, far Yeah, McCaffrey's player. far and away. Now, t- t- one thing about McCaffrey, though, compared to LeDamian Tomlinson, McCaffrey's only played 78 career games. LT played 170. Yeah. But still, that's a lot of games to stay that consistent. Oh, yeah, for sure. 110%. No no doubt about it. But 
Anyways, after getting on that tangent, let's kind of yes. get back here. Um, Raiders and the Chargers. Afternoon games here. Um, so I'm confident starting Keenan Allen, obviously, for the Chargers and Jay Herbs. I am not confident in starting Kelly. He has proven absolutely nothing. And then for the Raiders, obviously, Devontae Adams, you have to start. Whether Garoppolo is healthy or not, I'm still starting Jacobs. And I think Jacoby Myers has actually been a really good flex play these past couple weeks. So start kind of it's hard if Jimmy G is not playing. Then if Jimmy G is not playing, I really am kind of struggling with Myers. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's also one of those cases where it's like, oh, he's been pretty good when he's been healthy. But, yeah, Devontae Adams, for sure. I would play Jacobs this week against the Chargers. Um, especially, yeah, especially if Jimmy G's hurt. Yeah. And then... Again, like for the Chargers, Keenan Allen and Jay Herbs are the only ones I trust because Quentin Johnson is supposed to step up. Josh Kelly's supposed to step, or not Josh Kelly, but um, Josh Palmer is supposed to step up. I just but don't and, trust him right now. And Kelly too should be, but he's not. Oh, he um, has no. He's been absolutely terrible. It's been kind of rough to watch. Um, yeah. So this is kind of like a the only person that really, the only two people I really feel really, really, really good about. Or I guess three. I guess is Josh Jacobs, Keenan Allen, and Devontae Adams, and. I, Herbert, Herbert, sure, yeah. yeah. But it, even then, it's like... I, but it's against the Raiders. I mean, yeah. Pickett put up almost 20 points on them. So, I mean, Herbert is Yikes. 10 times the quarterback he for is. For sure, for sure. So, you got to start Herbert. Like, he was probably a top four pick for you. Like, yeah, Herbert's the number two quarterback right now in leagues. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of can't not start him. Yeah. Um. All right, now moving on to the Cowboys and the Patriots. Revenge game, Zeke. Give me tight end, Zeke. <laughs> Center Zeke. <laughs> oh my gosh, that poor man. Um, um, I, Tony I, Pollard, 110%. CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee's nuts, yep. I don't even think I'd be comfortable starting Prescott, though. I was waiting for this game specifically because I know how much you dislike the Cowboys. Where do you think Dak Prescott rates out of fantasy quarterbacks? What position is he in? Like what rank? What rank is he quarterback-wise? 18. Lower. Lower as in like, like twenty five. Bingo. He wow. is the twenty fifth ranked. That was such a random guess. <laughs> Here are the quarterbacks ranked above him: twenty four, Kenny Pickett; <laughs> twenty three, Sam Howell; twenty two, Daniel Jones. And pick and and Howell threw like three picks last game. Daniel Jones is twenty two. Twenty one, Josh Dobbs. Then you have of course, Baker like, Mayfield, Justin Fields, and then. Actually, decent quarterbacks after that. Yeah. Oh, CJ Shroud's up there too. Mac and, Jones. So in here, oh. <laughs> Mac Jones is actually twelve. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, the Cowboys defense kind of got exposed last week. They played an actual offense. Or I, I, nope, no, nope, they, they didn't. Did I, I was about to say no. No, nope, nope, they played the Cardinals. So they went from the Giants' offense. They're going to, to a Zach tough, Wilson. They're going to a tougher defense, which. I mean, Mac Jones isn't no, terrible he, this year so far. He put up decent numbers against the Eagles against in week one. And Ramondre Stevens. I know Zeke's there, but mm-hmm. like the split between the two, it's like 80-20. And Stevenson had that same and split s- last year with Damian Harris. So And Stevenson has proven to be the better guy in both mm-hmm. running and receiving. Um, Hunter Henry, got to start him. He's Hunter obviously Henry. target like one or two right now. And then maybe, um, what's his bucket? Kendrick Bourne? Bourne has been pretty good too. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking for Patriots receivers. No. <laughs> the only no. pass catcher is Henry. I'm really, like, comfortable starting. Um, 
the only two players I'm really, really comfortable starting on the Patriots is probably um, Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, and actually Kendrick and Bourne is Henry. the yeah Kendrick Bourne's highest rated receiver on the Patriots, and he's not even that good. No. He had 18 points in Week One. He had three points in Week Two. Four and a half points in Week Three. Yeah, no, he's wide I, receiver 34. I don't feel good about starting any receivers, but Henry has been balling out. Yeah, Hunter um, Henry. One, he's like tight end one or two, or two or three right now. I want to watch this game so bad because I really believe the Patriots are going to beat them. It's not even like a want. It's like I mean that's red zone for you, right? <sighs> yes, red zone. I love red zone. So um, yeah, but and then the Cowboys. I don't know how you don't start Pollard. Yeah, oh yeah, he's like, he was potentially a, a low first round, high second round pick. You have to, and he's looked really good. He looks like, great. You just cannot start him. The Cowboys defense is the f- top ranked defense right now in fantasy. They had two really good weeks in the first two weeks, and then in week three they only had one point. Cowboys defense is extremely overrated. Now I'm gonna tell you that right now. How are, badly do you think they were exposed by Trayvon Diggs not being there? How big is that? I mean, it's decent, but at the same time, I mean, I think Diggs is, has been a lot better this like last year. He was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty decent, um, but I don't know yeah. if it matters too much, <laughs> to be honest with you, because. Um, not this week, at least, because the Patriots don't really have great receivers. It's going to yep. be Henry, and um, their their defense is going to be a big part of this. Oh, 100%. Um, and I think um, Henry is going to be huge, and Stevenson. But I just – that defense for the Cowboys, it definitely did take a hit. But Michael Parsons is still an animal. He is. Um, however – if you just run Stevenson on the opposite side of the line. Actually, here's the thing. The Cardinals actually ran it more at Micah Parsons than they did away from him. And they averaged I, – I got to look it up here, but I, I was actually re- watching a video. They were explaining this. When they ran at Micah Parsons, they were averaging, I think it was 5.7 yards a carry. Dang. When they ran to the other side of the line, they were averaging a little under three yards a carry. So I was like, going to say that too. James Conner had a good game last week yeah. against them. Um, so Ramondre Stevenson, just run him at Michael Parsons. Because here's the thing, I Michael Parsons against Stevenson this week, so I don't want him to do good. But I think he will. Yeah. Weirdly, I think he does great this week. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I really, honestly believe the Cowboys got really exposed. So under mainly, you are not actually playing him. Oh, I think I played him last week. Yeah, because you're playing Justin Fields, Najee Harris, Brees Hall. Oh my gosh, <clears throat> Tyree Kill. I should win. Because Tyree Kill is the only person I'm afraid of on that. Hollywood team. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and then Buffalo's defense, which scored 34 last week, but they also played Miami this week. So, you know, potato, potato. That's not going to be near the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Stevenson, Henry, for sure. And then the Cowboys, Pollard is the only. And CD Lamb, obviously. Those are the four major starts on that, for sure. I'm taking uh, a time crack here because I'm going to let the cat in the room. No worries. So 55 minutes. Or up. I can edit this part out. <laughs> okay, no worries. Should I pause it? No, don't pause it. Just okay. keep it going. I'll just edit it out. Yeah, no worries. Time. All right, guys. So basically, next thing here, we got the Cardinals and the 49ers, the last of the afternoon games here. I think this one's pretty simple. If you have anyone bearing the 49ers – um, insignia on your team. I'm talking Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Maybe not Debo because he might be out for this game. He might be hurt. But I'm still starting all those guys. Maybe even starting Jawan Jennings because he might have to step up in the absence of Debo if Debo's out because he hasn't practiced these last couple days. He might be a good flex play. Exactly. So, But basically, if it's a Niner and it breathes, you start him. 
Except yeah. for maybe Elijah Mitchell. But, you know, potato, potato there Even again. Even their defense. Like yeah. Oh, especially their defense. I think their defense is about to murder the Cardinals. James Conner faced a faux defense last week. No, he is facing the best defense in the this NFL the this week. defense, for sure. By far. 110%. So, this week, all Niners start. Cardinals, you kind of have to start James Conner just because of the volume he gets. Yeah. But receivers, I'm not comfortable nope. with. Not not one person. And the only person who catches passes that I might be comfortable starting because, again, he's got to throw it somewhere. And it's a very weak position. Zach Ertz. And Zach Ertz should be a good player. Yeah. But it's just, like you said. Darren Waller did get a fair amount of targets with the Giants. Yeah. So maybe Zach Ertz is going to get the same volume just because maybe. Dobbs might not have enough time to throw it anywhere else. Maybe. So those are the that's bit pretty simple for the Niners. Start the Niners. Sit all the Cardinals, maybe except for James Conner. Yeah. And then Sunday night football, this one also might be pretty clear cut. You start Patty Mahomes. You start Travis Kelsey. You start that Chiefs defense because until Zach Wilson is benched, you start every defense against Zach Wilson. Even when he's benched, you play him until they have a quarterback that's proven they can do something. Exactly. You don't start any Chiefs receivers, though, because those guys are about as unreliable as the Cowboys. It's different each week. It's so sketchy playing any of them. I mean, week one, it was Rasheed Rice. Right, yeah, <laughs> and then I think but now MV- that Kelsey's here, it's like the it's, split between Kelsey with those receivers is it's, so it's crazy. It's 50-50. Kelsey, Chiefs wide receivers. That's and that, and that fifty-fifty is not two people. It's fifty to Kelsey, fifty, 50 to the wide receivers with the other receivers. Or so. or and maybe there's like five percent, so forty-five Kelsey, five percent running backs. It's like Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, even that is yeah. I'm not comfortable starting Pacheco though in this game at all because I think that Jets D line is actually going to have their way. Yeah, no, this might be a bit tougher defense, but I still think it's going to be kind of one of those games where that defense starts off strong, but then they're always on the field. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I don't know. Um, so it's possible Pacheco could have a good game, but it's also the same thing. They have McKinnon, they have um, CEH, and they have uh, Pacheco. Pacheco. And possibly might trade for Jonathan Taylor, but that's besides the point. And then last but not least, our Monday night game, Seahawks at the Giants. I'm starting Kenneth Walker. He's been an absolute beast to start this year. You start DK. You start, even start Gino. You start Gino. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Giants defense has been atrocious. Just look at that Cowboys game. And, and we saw what happened to the Cowboys against the Cardinals. Yeah. You start Gino. You start DK. I'm okay starting Tyler Lockett. Probably not, not the best flex play because he didn't play last week because of a concussion. I'm not sure if he's quite back this week. And even then, he would probably be limited. This week, though. This, if, if concussion's it, though, and he clears concussion protocol, you start him in your flex. Because against any other team, maybe it's a little bit sketchy. But mm-hmm. against this defense, I'd feel pretty comfortable starting him. Maybe. I, I, I can understand that. The, the guy I would probably feel more comfortable starting, because I just think he's going to have a bigger week, is Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think in Jigba, who's obviously healthier, I think he's going to get a lot of run in this game. Especially if it turns into a blowout early. Shoot, they might just give him runs late to get him the reps. Because he was injured to start the season. They need him to get the reps. And... Against the technical NFL caliber defense, not not the worst way to get Jackson Smith and Jigba going here. Yeah. For I, the Giants, the only person I'm considering starting is Darren Waller. That is it. If Barkley's back, Barkley. But I don't even think he's back I don't back think he's yet. back yet. Yeah. So, yeah, it's rough because poor Barkley. He's one of those players, too, that's pretty consistent when he's healthy. But he's... More consistently unhealthy. Just as right now, his status is unknown. He has been practicing, however, but they both practices have oh, been limited. If he's been, if he's been practicing, that's a good sign if you have him. Maybe not this week, but it sounds like he'll probably start the next week, mm-hmm. which is good compared to how bad it looked. Yeah, it looked a lot worse. So, yeah, no, you definitely start pretty much all Seahawks players if you have them. Um, 
Lockett like maybe, but I would still start Lockett just because he has more rapport with Gino right now. Um, but Giants, <laughs> I don't know if I right. start really anybody besides. I, I mean, because even if you picked up Breda after mm-hmm. he, Barkley went down, I, I don't feel good about starting him. But so just this is the injury report for the Seahawks game specifically. Looks like Tyler Lockett is completely off of it, so he should be actually be fine. Oh, then yeah, I would definitely. He's definitely not a bad flex play right now. Um, DK was hurt, but he was a full participant in Friday's practice. I feel like a lot of players are like questionable, even if it's like not really much. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're playing. But I, I keep thinking today's Saturday, so I'm, I was just, just going to say. I mean, technically it is. I'm just going to say in a few hours, be expecting like those tweets from, or what do you call them now? Tweets still? I'm, I'm calling them tweets because it's it's like I've been calling out them that my whole life. Like, what am I supposed to call it? Hey, I just got an X notification. No. That's I, weird. Anyways. Hey, you see that tweet? Yeah. Anyways, you'll see those notifications from uh, Shefty saying who plays and who doesn't. Um, but no, this week's going to be interesting. Um, it's an interesting spread. I don't know what game would be kind of the game of the week. Uh, <laughs> like I'm going to go Bills Dolphins probably. probably yeah, Bills actually, Dolphins. Yeah, actually, that, yeah, that actually is not that difficult now that I think yeah. about it. Um, I just want to say I love how the Lions just put a pounding on the Packers. Yo, besides the fact that, you know... We want to see Jameer Gibbs get unleashed because we see when he runs, he runs. He's got the explosiveness. But literally, Dan Campbell's like, go run a play. Get your butt back on the sideline. Ten plays later, it's go run so a play. It's so weird because his average is so much higher. Like Montgomery, he's a hard he's a hard grinder. He's a hard runner. There's no doubt about that. But the man. If anything, do 50-50. If anything, if you're really that nervous, like yeah. 50-50, see how it works. Like, Well, last night was like 32-5. to five. <laughs> It was so bad. It was dude. so bad for. Junior I don't Gibbs. think. I like I was telling you earlier. I don't think I can remember the last time I saw a running back have thirty-two carries. Right, especially after being on a team that drafted a first-round running back. <sighs> that reminds me, I need to watch that podcast about that. Anyways, um, but thirty-two carries—that's not very common. So, like, if you didn't play Montgomery, like, it just kind of like a, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't expect that again with that kind of volume. Like, I don't know. That's kind of crazy. Like, because. No, that running back position is one of the hardest to stay durable. And if you're going to keep up that kind of pace and, and handoffs, you're not going to last very long. Oh, no, for sure. So don't expect that kind of a carry again. But I just I just think the Lions are like, you know, we're just going to keep doing it to you because it's probably pissing you off and we own you now. Like how the, mm-hmm. like how the Packers own the Bears. The Lions kind of own the Packers right now. And it's yeah, I think it, they've won three straight against them. Which, if for anybody that knows, that's pretty big news. <laughs> it's three or yeah, I can't remember if it's three or four, but it's definitely the longest. I think it's the. I saw something yesterday where it was like the most that they have won against the Packers since like before Brett Favre. They almost pulled off the biggest loss since before Brett Favre at mm-hmm. Lambeau last night. That was crazy, um, but oh, this Lions team, man. Just to go off on a little tangent, this Lions team is. Is coming. That defense showed yeah. up last night. They really did. Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> he was somehow the steal he, of the draft at the two he, pick. He sacked Jordan Love through the lineman. He grabbed he his grabbed chest and just, just pulled him down. Yeah. I was like, he's like, get over here, boy. And just got him right through the yeah, freaking. Honestly. I'm, I love this Lions team. And I said this before the season started. They're like my team. I want to kind of ride with this year, like just to cheer for. I think. Anyways, that's a whole other topic. Um, but anyways, no. So as fantasy wise goes, this will be out first thing in the morning. 
Um, I do just want to do one more thing before we finish here. Very simple. Give me your boom and your bust of the week. Player, you think – and let, let, I'll do the same thing, and I'm going to avoid the obvious ones. Like I think Mike Evans is going to bust, but that's not going to be my pick of the week. Mm. So, like, for example, the person who I think is going to have a terrible week, even though I was hyping him up a little bit more on the podcast, I do think he's going to struggle a little bit. And he's not going to put up what he put up the last two weeks. I'm thinking something 12 or less, Adam Thielen. I think Adam Thielen is going to struggle because I think Bryce Young is going to come back in, and I don't think he's going to look great against that Vikings defense, even though it's not a great defense. I think he's going to struggle. So give me Adam Thielen as my bust because he put up 31 last week and 20 the week before that. Keeping, I doubt he puts up. I'm that. actually putting that down because I think we're wrong. You think? All right, let's note it down. I don't think he's gonna boom again. So I'm putting Adam Thielen as my bust. Who do you got as your bust? Um, hold up, Thielen. Um, hold on, let me think about it because I didn't know you were gonna ask me that question. No worries. Um, who's your boom then? So for my boom of this week, I was this one took me a little bit. Again, I wanted to go with the guy who was hyping up earlier, Brian Robinson Jr. But since we already kind of have a bet on that one, I'll go ahead and steer clear for him on that one. Mm-hmm. But my boom of the week took me a little bit to think about this one, but I do think he's gonna have one heck of a week here. Give me Josh Jacobs. Oh, okay. I I have my boom, actually. And it's going to piss me off, but I think that's what's going to happen. I think Josh Jacobs is finally going to break out. He went 9-9-11. I'm thinking he gets a minimum of 15 this week, but I'm actually looking probably higher end. 18 points this week against the Chargers because that Chargers defense has just been atrocious. Right. That's a bottom three defense in the league probably with the Vikings and bottom four. I'm going to go Chargers, Broncos, Vikings, and Bears. Yeah. Um, So my boom, and it's going to piss me off. Let's hear it. T. Higgins. I, I think, can see that. I think T. Higgins is going to – I think Chase will have more volume, but I think Higgins will steal the touchdowns. I think he could get two touchdowns. I like that. I really like that. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to piss I'm, – I'm just getting mad, and it's not even happening. <laughs> just thinking about it gets you mad. But I really believe that's what's going to happen. All right, um, who's your bust? My bust? Um, I hope I'm wrong. Um, but I think it's – I think it might be um, – my gosh, my, my uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my gosh. I think the bust that's going to be this week is actually going to be Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, really? Against the Falcons? Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, number one, he's pretty mobile. Their pass rush has not been great, but also their pass defense has also been pretty rough. JC Bates has helped a little I'm bit. Best, I'm betting this off of just the history of the London games. They have never been good. And I don't expect it to just change now because it's the same teams, really. Mm-hmm. If anything, I almost think a fresh set of leg in the legs in the Falcons might change it for the Falcons more than the Jaguars. I just based on history, they just it's always just like kind of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Like the London games, it's only fun because it's football at seven thirty. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's the only reason I'm excited because really, who's gonna excited about this matchup? Yeah, really. Um, that's my bust though, Trevor Lawrence. Right. I don't want, like I said, I don't yeah. want it to be because I like Trevor Lawrence. I, I like to root for the guy. Yeah, but that's just, I just, that's just kind of like my gut feeling. Yeah, um, I like that. But I hate that I feel so strongly about that T Higgins boom thing. <laughs> Because yeah, so I, I really feel like that's going to happen. So our booms are Josh Jacobs, T. Higgins, and our busts are Thielen and Trevor Lawrence. Yep. So All right. No worries. We'll go ahead and mark that down here. We'll see what the score is next week after this weekend. Excited for another slide, or slate of football. Um, those of you who are hearing this later today, later in the morning, um, look forward to college football. we got a great slate of hate there as well. And then obviously we got the Sunday football plus the Monday night game. we got Seahawks at Giants there as well. 
So much content to go over. So many games to go over. We're barely a quarter of the way through the season after this week. We're technically not there yet. So we still got a whole nother 13 weeks of football on their way. We'll be talking more next week about trade deadline. Also, because Jonathan Taylor is going to be back. We'll see how Alvin Kamara looked. Jamison Williams. We didn't even mention Jamison Williamson's going to be back. Or Williams. Oh yeah, because of the betting. The betting. The, the betting suspension's they, gone. Yeah, because all, it got reduced. All, all players that were suspended for betting right now have been canceled because they implemented a new, very, very harsh betting rule. Yeah. Um, and we'll go over that next week. Um, because that is that's actually pretty big. That is harsh. The <laughs> only person harsh. that lucked out was Ridley. <laughs> I know, and but the thing is, Ridley was the least. His was the least atrocious. Yeah, but his would have been one of the harshest punishments. punishments um, exactly. We'll, we'll go over that next For time. Betting on himself, literally. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Bet against myself? Right. Like, I've been told my whole life not to do that. <laughs> but no. So yeah, we got those. We got those bets going on. Um, we'll see who is right and who is wrong. We'll see how that goes. It's just it's, it's always a great week when it's football. It's always the best. From now until like. <clears throat> I mean, until basketball is over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, MLB just, playoffs are coming up in a couple of weeks, too, just for those of yeah. you who are unaware. We're about to head yeah. into October. T- it's October time for the MLB playoffs. October's We're the about best to head it. Great month. We got the NBA starting. We oh, got my gosh. NHL starting. We're in the, the meat of the NFL back. season, including the trade deadline, which comes in late October. The Jazz are back. The Jazz are back. Whether they're going to be a good team, that's yet to be determined. Whether they're going to be in the playoffs or even the play yet, that's also TBD. But I will say this. They'll be right now. I'm expecting them to be average. <laughs> they're going to be average. They should be better than average, not great, but like they're yeah. better than average only because they're an average team. But they have more than average draft picks right now. Oh my god! That Rudy Gobert trade will go down in infamy as one of the worst trades in NFL history for the T Wolves and one of the best for the Utah Jazz. <laughs> go get Luke. And even that Donovan Mitchell trade is looking great for, for both sides. Actually, I can't even be upset about that. Uh, one. I'm just gonna but, say, look at Luca. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not saying it's happening, but I'm going to just put Luke, it out Luca, there. Luca, Lowry, Walker, Kessler. Oh my We're talking about the White Towers? <laughs> the, I'm not going to say it. The snow I'm front, not going to say the it. The Utah snow front is coming in. I was, gonna, I was Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. No okay. worries. <laughs> I'll tell you after. <laughs> Utah Blizzard is coming in, guys. But anyways, yes. hey, we're going to talk about more about the NBA in these upcoming weeks as well. Actually, just real quick here, just note, preseason for the NBA does start next Thursday. So in case oh you want to watch a little basketball, oh there you gosh, go. But we'll here. talk to you next time. Talk to you later.